Hey everybody, this is Heidi St. John. Welcome to the Busy Mom Podcast. Today is Monday, woo woo, May 15th, and I've got my friends Mark and Jill Savage on the podcast today, and they are going to encourage you in your marriage. Stick around. I think you're going to be glad you tuned in today. So it's Monday the 15th. How are you guys doing? How are you holding up? How's May treating you so far? We've made it. We're in the we're in the middle already of May. I'm heading out in just a couple of days to Fearless, my women's event that will be held in New Jersey, in Sparta, New Jersey. And we still have room. So if you are in that area or you're coming down, uh, like a couple of my friends from Connecticut, we would sure love to see you. We will be there all weekend. Friday uh, evening and all day Saturday. So come on out. We're going to be talking about what it means to live for Christ in this generation and how there's been really a spirit of fear uh, plaguing Christians and what it means to uh, walk boldly in the strength and confidence that comes from the Holy Spirit. So I hope you guys will tune in and come out for that weekend. I am really thrilled today because I have a couple of very special people on the podcast with me. I've been looking forward to this for a long time. And Mark and Jill Savage are with me today, and they're going to be talking about their new book on marriage. They wrote a book called No More Perfect Marriages. I've already had the opportunity to look at it. You guys are going to be thrilled and encouraged. And I think uh, I think actually a lot of people who are struggling in their marriages are going to be encouraged by this. Um, Mark and Jill are passionate about encouraging and educating and equipping families. They've been in church ministry for 20 years, and they are now doing, I think, something that is so important and so needed for families right now. And that's talking about kind of the ups and the downs of marriage. And one of the things I love about Jill, I've known Jill for a while, and one of the things I love about her is just her honesty and her uh, her ability to meet women right where they are. And I think you guys are going to be encouraged because Mark has the same gift that Jill does, which I think is why God's using him in such a powerful way. So you guys, Mark and Jill, welcome to the podcast. Hey, how are you? Good to be with you. I'm doing good. You know what? It's Monday. So you guys are here and making my Monday yeah. better. All right. <laughs> love it. So you guys have been on, you, you've done a bunch of this before. Podcasting is not new to you. You've done a bunch of radio shows, Moody Radio. You've been on the radio with uh, Gary Chapman. In fact, you're going to be on yep. the radio with uh, Focus on the Family. What's going down with that? Yeah, we are actually uh, tomorrow and Wednesday. We are uh, scheduled to be on Focus on the Family, uh, also sharing about marriage and uh, sharing our story. And our, really, our goal is to bring hope uh to bring hope and help uh, for those marriages that are good, to help, help them to become great, and for those marriages that are hurting, uh, to help them find that hope and help that they they desperately need. Mm. One of the things that I'm noticing as a speaker, and you know, I mean, Jill, you and I have known each other for a while, but I I travel around the country about four or five months out of the year and have an opportunity as a result to talk to lots and lots of couples. And marriage is under attack. There is absolutely no question in my mind that the enemy has his sights. Uh, directly aimed at Christian marriages. And I know that you guys have experienced uh, what that feels like to have the enemy take direct aim at your marriage. And so we're going to talk about that a little bit in the interview today. But I wanted to know if the two of you be willing to just, because the book really is your story and your journey, if you'd be willing to give listeners an introduction, you know, who are you? How long have you been married? And what has it looked like to be married for as many years as you've been married? Because I I know that people are going to be interested to hear, you know, where, what kind of a platform are you speaking on? And actually, you've got a lot of marriage experience under your belt, a lot of years. We sure do. Well, you know, what we say is that we've been married 25 wonderful years, and we're getting ready to celebrate our 34th wedding anniversary. (laughs) (laughs) 
So, um, you know, that uh, in a nutshell kind of tells you things have been up, things have been down. And it wasn't that there were just nine you know, difficult years. There were a, a couple hard years and then things would get better. And then there would be some hard years and then things would get better. And then there'd be a few more hard years and things would get better. So uh, it's kind of been up and down over the years. Um, but six years ago, our marriage went through the darkest uh, time it has ever we had ever dealt with. And uh, we, we now refer to that as the crisis. Mm. And I'll let Mark share a little bit more about that. Uh, uh, before writing the book, Heidi, we, uh, or I had struggled greatly with my past and I just could not be free of me. Mm. Uh, I had pastored for 20 plus years, uh, but I was growing more deeply uh, in despair and disillusionment with God, his ways, his church, my marriage. And really, I was just totally frustrated with me. Uh, I had retired from pastoring, and soon afterwards, I found myself in a full-blown midlife crisis. And honestly, before that point, I didn't really believe that midlife crisis was a real thing. But uh, I then realized, yeah, it is. Mm-hmm. And uh, with that crisis, uh, was a, an affair was included. I had abandoned Joe and my kids to uh, to pursue this relationship. But this relationship wouldn't and couldn't be what I hoped it would be because of me. I was desperate. Uh, Holy Spirit stepped in to my, my mess and invited me to surrender to him. And I accepted his invite 100%. Uh, After about 10 months. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> About yeah. 10 months of Yeah. On and off, back and forth. Jill uh, really, well, we'll tell you more about that. But for the first time, Heidi had repented and surrendered to Father God. And he has rebuilt our marriage to be the marriage that I had always craved, but had always gotten in the way of. Mm. Something that you said that really stands out to me, because I hear um, stories like this all over the country. And I think for everyone who's listening and thinks, I'm the only one, I'm the only Christian mom who's ever experienced this. I'm the only pastor, you know, who's ever had this kind of experience that the devil's ever took aim at. I think it's so important what you guys are doing. I appreciate it so much because the truth is, uh, the 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 word that stands out the, the, the most to me when I listen to you, Mark, is the word repentance. And I think um, we don't understand what that looks like in the culture right now, you know, and it's so difficult. What did that look like for you? So when you say that the Father God got a hold of you and that involved repentance, what's that look like? Well, I I was fully uh, overwhelmed with the mess that I had made uh, in my marriage, the mess I'd made with my, my children, and it just took huge amounts of courage. And I just didn't believe, honestly, that I could do anything to clean it up, that Mm. the mess, I was just too far gone. And uh, it was actually Easter morning on in 2012. Mm -hmm. And uh, I had told Jill that I, uh, I was done, I, I wasn't uh, returning home, I was, I was going to pursue divorce. And uh, I just didn't believe it. Uh, it was possible to turn around the mess 
that I had made. And, you know, for part of it is uh, part of the courage that I need, I needed was not only the restoration with Jill and the kids and, and our family and friends, but the hundred thousand followers that Jill has in her ministry, I was like, I'm the dude with the scarlet A. This mm. is, it's impossible. And uh, that morning I heard God say, if I, if I would trust him for the mess, he would take care of the list that I had going on in my head and my, my heart. And I was so desperate. Repentance for me was, Lord, I, I surrender all this to you. I will do whatever you say, however you say I should do it. Whatever you want, I, I give it all to you. And so I immediately surrendered and uh, began this, the trek or the journey of walking rightly with courage, which is one of the God tools that we talk about in our book. That's so awesome. And you know, it reminds me, I just, you, you, you know, I hear you saying you feel like your life was, you know, you made such a big mess that you couldn't, you couldn't recover from it. And dude, that is the devil, right? The devil's a liar. <laughs> he is a liar. Mm-hmm. And I think so yeah. many times we listen to him and he allows our shame to become the thing that traps us into whatever sin we are in. And what you're saying is God wants to set us free from that. He said, there is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. He said, if you will turn from your sin, then I'm going to set you on a path that's right again. And that you guys are an example of that, right? Of just the healing that comes when we turn from our own sin or whatever lie that we believed and, and go, you know what, God, we tried it. We, I tried it my way. Now I want to try it your way. And yeah. there's healing in that. Yes, absolutely. There is. And and for me, uh, I realized probably for the first time that I had just, even in serving him, there was so much of me that was in the way. And I think in this second half of my life, uh, I'm really committed to me being out of the way and being fully daily, moment by moment, surrendered to him. Wow. which I don't do perfect, but that's my desire. Uh, our flesh is pretty messed up. <laughs> yeah, so right. You get our flesh and you get Satan's uh, manipulations mixed together. And man, what a mess that. Yeah, it's totally right. And Jill, I think, you know, from from a woman's perspective, I know that there are a lot of women and there are men listening to this. Everybody has experienced, you know, we've all experienced different degrees of pain, whether it's in our own marriage or maybe we've walked somebody that we love to the feet of Jesus and just said, I don't know what to do. I have to lay this, I have to lay this down here. Um, what does it look like for you mm-hmm. when you realized we're really in trouble? I mean, for all the women who are listening to this today and they're just like, there's no hope. We're, we're in so much trouble. Um, what does it look like to see God restore something that, because the devil wanted to take your marriage, right? He wanted to take your marriage and hopefully he was taking out your ministry and hopefully steal your testimony or witness and mess up your kids, right? Uh, I mean, that's the goal. Oh, yeah. And so what does it right. look like? Exactly. For, yeah. I mean, speak to the women who are listening to this right now. Maybe there's a woman. I know that with an audience this big, there are women whose husbands are deep into pornography everywhere I go. I This is an ep- it's mm-hmm. literally an epidemic in the church. And I think, yeah. you know, yeah, what does it sure look it like? It is. And what does it look like to, uh, as a woman, to, I just got a letter from a listener the other day, which is why I normally do uh, Mail Day Monday. And I address uh, questions from listeners. Mm-hmm. But since you guys are here, this is perfect because I, I got an email a couple of weeks ago from a woman who said that her husband had been unfaithful to her. 
And he, it started with an addiction to pornography and just spiraled out of control. And she had her own part to play in it. Uh, and she had said that in mm-hmm. her email, but she was saying she just struggles so much with intimacy. He's, he, her husband's come back and she just can't, she doesn't trust him. And I know there's women going, how mm-hmm. do you, how does the Holy Spirit come in and help you so that you can begin to rebuild what the devil was trying to destroy? Right. Yeah. Well, it's not easy. Uh, I mean, I'm going to tell you, um, I, when I look back on that and I'll tell you, um, we have had um, one of our, our children deals with mental health issues, um, has been in and out of mental health hospitals. Um, I have had cancer, breast cancer. I've been through chemo, radiation, surgery. I'm going to tell you, neither one of those even come close to the pain, the fear, all that is encompassed when your marriage is in crisis and particularly when infidelity is part of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I look back on those things and they are nothing compared to what this was. So mm-hmm. the first thing I think is just, uh, you know, for those that are listening, it, it is painful. And uh, it is it is so painful because um, it does feel very personal. It feels that it is a, um, a personal betrayal of you. Um, and it is, but I'll tell you, one of the things that really, uh, eventually when I was able to get to the place where I wasn't crying 24 hours a day and I was getting my head on straight, um, years ago, I heard Jennifer Rothschild, uh, speak and Jennifer's blind. And she said a statement and at the time I didn't need it, but I remembered it in this dark season of my marriage. And she said, it is not well with my circumstances but it is well with my soul. And I remember that. And, and I just was, you know, I remember and she was referring to her blindness. And uh, all of a sudden, uh, I was probably two weeks after discovering the affair. Mark was not willing to leave it. I mean, things were just, it was a, a chaotic mess. And I remember uh, God brought that, that phrase back to me. And I thought, okay, that is what, uh, that's where I'm going to stand right now. It is not well with my circumstances, but I am determined it will still be well with my soul. Mm. And um, that was, I mean, it was tough. Uh, And, you know, I I definitely, uh, I I feel like I drew closer to the Lord during that time um, to the point where I, I, you know, could get some clear marching orders. And um, I'll never forget one particular day that I just was um, absolutely at wits end. I was, God, you have to tell me what to do. You have to tell me what to do. And, um, I heard the Lord whisper to my heart, I want you to love him. And my immediate response back was, I don't know if you've noticed, but he's not real lovable right now. Mm. (laughs) And, um, I heard back to me, Jill, sometimes you're not either. And, uh, I realized, you know what? Okay, Lord, you love me when I'm unlovable. You're going to have to show me how to love my husband right now when he's not loving me when he's not returning that love and um god really showed me how to love deeper in fact he took me to romans 12 9 through 21 and um a powerful powerful um uh section of the bible that really uh i have returned to many times when i've needed to love someone who is unlovable you know it doesn't have to be your spouse um, but Romans 12, 9 to 21, very powerful. And uh, one time Mark asked me, how are you loving me like this? I mean, I don't deserve it. And I said to him, I don't know. It's unhumanable. 
And we both started laughing because we were like, unhumanable, what does that mean? And it was like, <laughs> well, it's not, it's not me. It's totally the Lord. And so in my Bible, next to Romans 12, 9 through 21, I have the words unhumanable written right next to that. And um, that's really when God, you know, kind of takes over and shows us how to do something in his strength, not in our own. Mm. And really, Romans 12 is the is the mark of a true Christian, right? It's where the Apostle Paul is telling uh, the, the church to let your love be genuine. And boy, you had an opportunity yeah. to really experience yeah. and to demonstrate genuine love. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And for me, it was powerful. It was, uh, it was just really a marked difference that, uh, that Jill was deepening in the midst of it. And that was, that really drew me to, uh, to want more, to want her. Wow. That is powerful. So when you guys were healing from this crisis, and we're going to come back uh, on Wednesday and talk about this a little bit more, but when you were healing from the crisis, uh, you wrote about in the book something that you discovered called the seven slow fades. And so what we're going to do is we're going to come back on Wednesday, and we're gonna I'm going to ask you to just give me three, not all seven, because we won't have time, but just three of the seven slow fades, and then three of the tools that God shows us in His Word ways that we can combat and deal with those things. So for everybody who's dealing with this in your marriage right now, stick around because we're going to come back on Wednesday and we're going to give you some signs that your marriage is in trouble, some slow fades. Like sounds like a casting crown song, right? It's the the slow fade because mm-hmm. yeah. we all yeah. know that nobody's marriage ever just ends, right? I mean, people don't just mm-hmm. have right. an affair. It really is a slow fade. So I love that you address it that way. Mark and Jill, you guys are doing something really cool called No More Perfect Date Nights. Hello, that resonates with me, busy mom. Uh, what, what, (laughs) what is that about? Can you tell our listeners, uh, what's going on and how they can get involved? Yeah, absolutely. Well, uh, No More Perfect Date Night is something that we uh, have been working for the last four months to create because we really wanted to help couples find a way to invest in their marriage without leaving their home or hiring a sitter. Preach. That's what, that's exactly what we do. So, So uh, when you become a member of No More Perfect Date Night, every week we send you something short that you can watch as a couple, or if you're doing it as an individual, you can watch it and uh, process it, drive your marriage deeper, uh, but it's not too long, it's not too big, it's easily digestible. So we're really excited about building this community where people are encouraging one another and you're getting great teaching from fabulous marriage experts. That's awesome. So how do people sign up for that? Well, um, we actually recently closed our spring registration. However, it is uh, a friends and family this week only opening uh, because uh, we're visiting with you this week and we're visiting with Focus on the Family this week. So if you head over to jillsavage.org, you can actually find a link that'll take you right over to nomoreperfectdatenight.com or you can go directly to nomoreperfectdatenight.com. I love it. That sounds awesome. Thank you. We're excited. Mm -hmm. We're going to come back on Wednesday and talk about what it looks like to recognize at least three of those slow fades and then three of the antidotes that come from the Word of God. So would you guys be willing to just uh, come back one more time and just uh, bless our listeners with some encouragement and some uh, power from the Word of God? Absolutely. We'd love to.
Mark and Jill Savage, everybody, thank you so much for joining me on the podcast today. We're going to come back on Wednesday, uh, the 17th, and we're going to talk about just giving you some really practical tools. Feel free to share this podcast with your friends. I'm going to link back to Mark and Jill's new book, No More Perfect Marriages, in the show notes today. So stick around. Uh, We've got some really exciting things for you coming up on Wednesday. For more encouragement, visit me online at The Busy Mom. 